Hey Fred, welcome to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm looking forward to sharing with you a few more notes from my time in Southeast Asia. I had the opportunity not too long ago to go to Myanmar, but I didn't just spend time in old Burma there in Southeast Asia. I also had the opportunity to go to a place called Thailand, a nation whose name you're probably much more familiar with. Had the opportunity to spend a day or two in Bangkok, Thailand, and got to eat some street food. Now, you gotta be careful in Southeast Asia where you eat street food, but I got some pad thai. If you've never had a pad thai before, go to a Thai restaurant near you and get some. Uh, it's a phenomenal noodle dish that when I'm introducing people to Thai food for the first time, it's what I normally recommend because it's uh, not spicy. It has some nice savory flavors and it's pretty inoffensive to the American palate. But I got to eat some pad thai that cost uh, $1.50. There, a street food, a small little hole in the wall, a little restaurant, sit down and eat that there. Phenomenal tasted amazing. Maybe it was just because I got to watch the lady make it right there in front of me. Maybe that made it taste even better. But regardless, you got to realize I'm a little bit of a foodie. So getting to go to Thailand, which is home to my absolute favorite type of food, which happens to be Thai food, uh, I was in heaven. I enjoyed it very much. I ate my fill while there, but that wasn't all that I did in Thailand. No, I had the opportunity to go be a part of some public school outreach in Thailand. The missionary who I got to be with, his name's Eddie Arold. He's been there for about 14 years or thereabouts. And on that morning, we got in his little, um, let's see, what was it? Isuzu, I think. Uh, we don't see many of those in America, probably. But an SUV got in that vehicle, and I was squeezed in the back seat with a couple other folks that were actually from some churches in Wisconsin. There were some folks there on a missions trip. Got to jump in there, and we got to go to public school. You see, Brother Errol, the missionary, he has some contacts in the Thai military that actually have some contacts in, in public schools. And so he was able to have set up dozens of these public schools that he could go into. And part of it was to teach a little bit of English. Part of it was to share the Christmas story. Realize this was right before Christmas. He, with some massive flashcards, I don't know, they were like three by four feet or something like that. These big cards with pictures on them. Pictures of Mary and Joseph and wise men and baby Jesus and things. And to share the true Christmas story with these Burmese children that maybe, uh, and I shouldn't say Burmese, Thai children, I should say. I'm getting myself confused. These Thai children that maybe had never heard the Christmas story before, teach some English, teach the Christ Christmas story, and then get to preach for about 15 or 20 minutes. So on this particular day, we went to two different public schools, and Brother Errold preached the first one, and the second one had about 250 children. They were very well behaved, and they learned the English words, and they listened to the Christ Christmas story very intently, and then it was my turn. Now, I'm trying to think, how do I connect with these children? H how do I bridge a gap that encompasses thousands of miles? Uh, this is my basically my first time in their nation. 
I don't know what their background is like. I, I don't. They don't know what my background is like. And I've got 15 or 20 minutes. And how do I hold the attention? There are kids from about five years old to probably 12 or so in front of me, 250 of them sitting on the ground on a concrete floor in uh, there in Southeast Asia. It was, it was a moderate day, only about 80, 85 degrees or so. Nice day. There in the gymnasium, open air gymnasium, the doors, the massive doors were wide open so you could have a little breeze come through. How do I connect with these kids? And uh, the Lord led me to this thought. I started talking about food. You see, as I've already mentioned, I enjoy Thai food. So we talked a little bit about curry, talked a little about uh, some different foods that they would recognize. And I mentioned a food called samtam. Samtam is you, you take a, a fresh papaya. Uh, I don't know if you'd consider it an unripened papaya or not, but you take a, a papaya, it hasn't turned quite sweet, and you dice it up and you put it, I think there's some fish sauce and some different peppers and different fresh uh, herbs and some different things like that and definitely a lot of spice, some peppers and, and whatnot. And it is a refreshing, inc- normally incredibly spicy amazing dish often eaten as an appetizer the sauce down at the bottom you put that over rice oh some thai sticky rice it's like being in heaven if you like spicy food you've got to try some samtam if you don't like spicy food you probably don't want to try samtam and i asked the question how many of you kids i'm talking through an interpreter of course a translator how many of you young people like samtam and every single hand went up and we talked about that a little bit i pointed out that I had just eaten samtam the previous evening. I had just gotten the country. One of the first things I did was I ate pad thai and samtam because I'm in Thailand. Why not, right? And I talked about the fact that you have this papaya and you have the peppers and you have the sauce and all these things. And somebody, and I knew who it was, a chef, a cook, made that samtam. They had to cut up the papaya. They had to cut up all these different types of things and they had to put them in and they had to, to mash them and, and, and they made that samtam and they brought it out to me. But that samtam, that papaya dish, it did not make itself. You see, food doesn't just make itself, unless you're talking about an apple or a pear or something like that. And even then, of course, the tree and the sun and the water is involved and God is involved with, of course. But to prepare a particular specific dish that is an amalgamation, a, 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 a dish with a lot of different ingredients in it, that dish does not just make itself back there in the kitchen. Uh, no, the papayas don't just jump out of the, the, the basket and cut themselves up and, and jump into the bowl along with the peppers and everything. No, no. Somebody makes it. And I was using that as an illustration to talk about the fact that somebody, someone with a capital S, made you and he made me. He made each of those children. I got to introduce Creator God, Jehovah God, to those young people. And, of course, shared some Bible verses. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And I got to talk about the fact that God made each and every one of us. And God loves each and every one of us. And he's not willing that any should perish. And I was able to take that, say, silly illustration, yes. But to see those young people, maybe it's just because they were well-behaved young people. Maybe it's because they were interested in this tall foreigner that uh, enjoys their cultural food. I don't know what it was. 
But they listened, and the translator, the interpreter, he was phenomenal. He he spoke and had a had a great personality about him, and he put emphasis where it needed to have emphasis, and he kept attention. And so for about 15 minutes, you realize when you're talking to the interpreter, you essentially cut your time in half. So I maybe spoke for a total of 18 minutes, of which I actually only spoke for nine because he spoke for the other nine minutes. And in about nine minutes or so, get to speak to those young people and to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. It's an amazing privilege, one that I will relish for many years to come. And Lord willing, maybe in future, maybe we'll have the opportunity to repeat. But I'd encourage you, if you're listening right now, Look for opportunities to connect with those that are around you. Look for an entrance point. Look for a beginning point to share the gospel. I would encourage you, if you know someone that needs to come to Christ, don't just jump right into the gospel. There's nothing wrong with the gospel. The gospel can defend itself. I've heard it said that God's word and God himself, kind of like a lion in a cage, We don't need to explain the lion. We don't need to uh, um, talk up the lion. We just need to open up the cage for the lion, open up the the gate, and let the lion loose to do his work. But there are times and there are places to meet people where they are. I think of uh, uh, Paul on Mari's Hill. When he talked to those, I think they were maybe technically Gnostics, agnostics to some degree, Gnostics to some degree, uh, look, always looking for a higher knowledge, a higher word of knowledge. And what did Paul do? He met them where they were, and he spent the first beginning part of his diatribe, of his, of his discourse, connecting with them. And then he introduced to them the God of all eternity. Let me encourage you, friend. As you introduce those around you to the God of all eternity, let me encourage you to be very careful to endeavor. I don't just want to use a buzzword, but maybe consider being relative to people's situations. A great way to do so is to use gospel tracts. Why is it that we here at Bible Tracts Incorporated have over 50 different gospel tracts available? Well, it's for the exact reason I'm talking about. Because we want to meet people where they are, and we want to use the right ammunition for the right prey. I've said it before, but we have a gospel tract called Peace in Terminal Illness. Now, that gospel tract is not the right one for all day, every day, for the cashier at Walmart and for the bank teller. Probably not. But for the right circumstance, with the right person dealing with the right difficult circumstance of life like terminal illness that gospel tract oh that would be a very effective one we have different gospel tracts ones for the uh, the waitress the waiter at your favorite restaurant we have gospel tracts that you can leave at the gas station we have gospel tracts for law enforcement we have gospel tracts for you name it let me encourage you to use gospel tracts but to also to think before you speak. Remember your mom telling you about that? Think before you speak. Well, we would be wise as Christians, as truth tellers, as witnessers, as people that witness the gospel of Jesus Christ, to be very careful to think before we speak and to look for the right opportunity. 
I'm not saying be skittish. I'm not saying be reserved. I'm not saying don't share the gospel. I'm saying look for the right opportunity and introduce the gospel in an intelligent and thought out way. The opportunity to preach to 250 kids in Thailand, I'll treasure that opportunity. But I'll tell you what, friend, here in the States where I am right now talking to you, I'm looking for opportunities to preach to, to speak to, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with others as well. The gospel is not just a work for the foreign fields. The fields near you are white under harvest as well. So let me encourage you, go to BibleTracksInc.org today. That's BibleTracksInc.org today. If you need gospel tracks, get some from our website. We give them away for free all over the place. I'd love for you to order some today. I thank you so very much for listening to the broadcast. My prayer, as always, is that you have a great day for His glory. We will talk to you very soon. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 a faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.